pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, they, you know, Barack comes back to the White House yesterday, right? And they make a big deal of that. And, and he's, you know, all, he's all a jokester, you know, as much as he can be a jokester. <laughs> so he gets up and he calls Joe the vice president. Well, he covers it up by saying, oh, well, that was just all made up. That was supposed to be. We intended to do that. That's a joke. And it really wasn't. No, he actually called Joe the vice president, which we all know that's basically what Joe's role is. He's a puppet. So he really is the vice president to Barack and to Susan Rice and to Valerie Jarrett and all the other in the cabal that are actually running the United States of America. And they're running it through him. Listen to this piece. Thank you. Vice President Biden. Vice President. (laughs) That was a joke. Yeah, sure it was. And then he goes over and hugs him, gives him a hug. Kamala raises her hands and stands back like, I don't want to touch you. That was all set up. Uh-huh. Sure it was, Barack. Yeah, we got it, man. We, 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 we got you. It was, all a, it was all a big setup. So then he gives his speech. He, he mentions himself 33 times. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days of Barack being up there going, I, 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 I did this, and I did that, and I saved the world, and I, 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 right? Okay, so that went on for the speech. But here's the moment that really was odd, freaky, sad, you know, I'll put it all together in one thing, and then we'll move on to some other stuff to talk about here. So Barack walks away. And all those acolytes, you know, all the lapdogs in the, in the alphabet media that work for the Democrat Party that just suck up to those guys, they all come over to where Barack is, and they're all like, oh, it's so good to see you. You're so wonderful. You're so awesome. And if you remember, a couple of days ago, I told you he was going back to the White House, and he'll be making frequent trips there because they're going to try to show their base without explicitly saying it, which he did yesterday. Listen. What he said yesterday was not a mistake, <laughs> and it was not planned. What he said, well, it might have been planned. What he said yesterday, he was speaking to their base and to independents. Folks, I'm still running the show. When he called Joe Biden the vice president, he's saying, I'm still running the show. Because they're looking at the polls. They see what's happening with the polls. They see that independents have totally abandoned the Democrat Party. And, of course, the midterms are coming up. They see that even Democrats are are abandoning Joe Biden. So in comes Barack with the cape on. I'm Mighty Mouse. I'm here to save the day. And he stands here. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Perfect, Chris. So he, walk, he says, okay, here I am to save the day. I'm in charge. It's my third term. You remember when he was in his second term, he kept talking about having a third term? It's his second term. It's my second, it's my third term, guys. Here I am. I'm running this show. Here I am. I want you to see me in the White House. I want you to see me at the podium. He was at the president's podium. How many front pages of how many newspapers across America today 
are showing that picture of Barack Obama standing at the presidential podium at the White House yesterday. How many? Thousands. You know it's thousands. Why? Because they're trying to put out this whole idea that Joe's really not in charge. By the way, Joe is going away. They're, they're about to dump him. So here's here's Barack standing at the podium. I'm in charge. Everybody be cool. Bring your voting back. Bring back your support. We need your support. We need you to get out for the midterm. All that kind of stuff is what he is saying just by being there. And when he called Joe the vice president, he wasn't farting around. He meant Joe's the vice president, okay, in reality, not by label. Doesn't matter what label I put on something. It matters what they actually do. Joe's the vice president. He's there to just look pretty and sign a paper. That's all. We wake him up at 9, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning. He comes down, he signs the paper, and he goes back to bed. We've had people inside the White House tell us that. So, anyway... Here's the sad part. We're going to play the sound, but there's no talking to it, so I'm going to have to just kind of describe what's going on here. It's just music and talking in the background, but you don't hear any you know, narration to this. But uh, Barack goes off to the side. Here comes all the media. Here they all come, and they're lapdog kissing him. I'm so good to see you again. Let me kiss your ass. Turn around this way. Let me kiss your ass over here. Oh, God, I'm going to get your other cheek. Oh, God, kissing your ass. It's so good to kiss your ass. Oh, you got a great ass. I'm loving to kiss your ass. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then Joe, who is supposedly the president, right, is standing there all by himself, it, turning in circles. It's so sad because nobody's even looking at him. <laughs> he even walks over, puts his arm around Barack. Barack looks at, at him like, leave me alone. You know, you're, you're stealing my light, man. Leave me alone. I mean, it gives him that side shot of the eye. So he does. So Joe drops his arm and turns around and walks off by himself. And he's standing there looking around for somebody who will talk to him. And everybody is over there standing around talking to Barack. And Joe's standing there all by himself just turning around going, Anybody? 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 And finally somebody walks over to the stage. And Joe reaches down to give him a hand up on the stage. And even that person walks over <laughs> All she wanted was a hand on the stage so she could go over to where Barack was. All right, play the music, Chris. I'll try to describe it here. And so it's just background talking and the music, and they're all over there. They're right, right over there in the corner is where they are there. Yeah, it's real quick. And right, there it goes. They're right over there in the corner, and there's Barack. Uh-huh. And Barack is there. And then Joe's just kind of turning around in a circle, kind of like I'm lost, like a lost little boy. Like a lost little boy on a schoolyard. You got the popular boy on a schoolyard over there, and all the kids are around the popular boy, and the lost little boy is all by himself. Folk, they're about to dump the man. They're done with him. They're about to run him off. And they've had enough of Mr. Biden. He is now a um, uh, a, a very real, not an asset to them anymore. He's a deficit to them. And so get ready. They're going to dump him. Uh, maybe Gutfeld was right a couple of nights ago when he said they're going to dump him and, and uh, to, to get him to go away, give him a chance to pardon his son first. I am on Twitter, at Trey Ware Show, at Trey Ware Show on Twitter.
Haven't done much with it. I've had Twitter now ever since they started, but I haven't done much with it. Uh, because quite frankly, when they were doing all the, uh, you know, banning of conservatives, I, I really didn't want much to do with Twitter. Okay. Uh, so I didn't do much. I, I, I look at it every day, numerous times a day, just to get the feel of what people are talking about. But personally, my account, I haven't done with it much with it. I plan on doing more uh, at Trey Ware Show on Twitter, at Trey Ware Show. Why, why am I planning on doing more? Well, because I think Elon Musk being on the board at Twitter is an absolute significant thing. Now, only time is going to tell as to how much influence and effect he is going to have. I will tell you this. Uh, you know, Twitter's been jacking around with people for years now talking about whether or not they get a edit button. Well, guess what? They're going to be testing an edit button in the next few days. <laughs> now that Elon is on the board, things are going to change. Elon has said many times before he is all about free speech. I said to you yesterday, get ready that the Democrats and the lunatics on the left are going to start taking in to Elon. They did that yesterday. And I've got examples, and I'll show you those examples coming up about how now they are attacking Elon Musk. It's, uh, they, you know, the lunatics on the left are so predictable. They just truly are predictable. So we're going to talk about that. But anyway, on Twitter, at Trey Ware Show, Facebook, you know, today's MySpace, Facebook, they have locked me out of my account. As of today, they have locked me out of my account. Why? Well, they say it's because they want more of my privacy. Because now they want me to go through multiple steps in order to get into my account. Not just a password and email anymore. Now they want my phone number or some little key thing that I need to buy from them or have some third party like a Google uh, actually uh, decide when I can and cannot get into my Facebook account. So Facebook, as far as I'm concerned, I'm done with it. As far as I'm concerned, I'm done with Facebook. I am not uh, going to give them my cell phone number. I'm not going to give up any more of my privacy. I've given up way too much privacy, and I've been backing out of Facebook as it is. So this is just God telling me it's time. You're done. So I'm done. I'm not going to get a key. They, you're supposed to buy some little device. Like, it looks to me like a flash drive. Not going to do it. You're supposed to allow, like, Google, a third party to let you in. Like, you ask Google, can I get on my Facebook? Not going to do that either. It's not up to Google as to when I get on social media. Or give them my cell phone number. None of those options are acceptable options to me, so they can have the damn thing. <laughs> I don't really care. That San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I confess, uh, I heard some changes have been made <laughs> by the current president since I was last here. Um, apparently, Secret Service agents have to wear aviator glasses now. Well, they loved it, man. He had them just rolling in the aisles. That's Barack Obama. I'm Trey Ware. This is KTSA, and this is your morning news. And Obama used the words I, I'm me, and my 33 times. More specifically, he used the word I 20 times. He's not visited the White House in five years, he says. During his tenure, America became more polarized, though he campaigned on unity. And after the event was over, a crowd surrounded him, leaving Joe all so sorry. Joe all by himself. The President of the United States, supposedly, which he's not, shunned in his own White House. Nobody would talk to him. 
Biden wandered off, looking vacant as a crowd formed around the former president, who was obviously deeply grateful for all the attention he was getting. It got a whole lot worse. Biden tried to then come over and horn in on the conversation swirling around Obama and everybody involved in the conversation, including Kamala Harris, who supposedly worked for Biden, ignored Biden completely. I mean, didn't even look at the dude. Biden desperately tried to get Obama's attention or anybody's attention that was there in the circle. Put his hand on Obama's shoulder. He called him Barack like they're friends. Obama blows him off. He acts like Biden's not even there. I mean, this was incredible. Now, it's true. Barack Obama has never really liked Joe Biden. I mean, eight years they worked together. Obama mocked him relentlessly as the old white guy. He did his best to keep Biden at the periphery. And then he told Biden when he wanted to run for president, he said, you don't have to do this. And, you know, we all heard the famous line about uh, don't put it past Joe to blank things up. Now Obama doesn't have to pretend anymore. He can tell the world in the clearest possible terms. He has no respect for Joe Biden, and he did it yesterday. And now all of the uh, ABC media or the uh, alphabet medias, they're all doing that now. They're all going against Joe Biden. They're going to get rid of him. They've decided that they're going to get rid of him. Biden is weak, and we must get rid of him. In the animal kingdom, it's an entirely natural process and response. It's the first rule of dog packs. If a single dog wavers or lags behind, the other dogs kill him, even if they're from the same litter. Nothing personal. It's a matter of group survival, and that's exactly how the Democrat Party operates. Individuals mean absolutely nothing. They are irrelevant to the party. It's all about the group and power. You see, the lunatics realize that, no, it's not about one individual. The lunatics realize it is about power and control over you. Reasonable people, reasonable people think about individuals. Reasonable people support individuals and help individuals, not the lunatics. Hey, I'm on Twitter, at Trey Ware Show, at Trey Ware Show on Twitter. Join me over there. Would love to interact with you, at Trey Ware Show over there on uh, on Twitter. All right, so the top U.S. general now says there's a potential for significant international conflict, and that is increasing. I have been saying for weeks, ever since this conflict began, that they have been slow-walking us into this, that the media-industrial complex or the military-industrial complex, the media, the left-wing lunatics, they have, to, they have been wanting to, to get us in this war, in the Ukrainian war. They've been wanting to get us in there with our troops now we're already in there because we're supplying all the munitions and the training this is what what they're doing right now and i said this weeks ago sean and i i talked about it he said he didn't see what i was talking about but what they're doing as far as getting us there they're doing it so slowly and so carefully just like they did with vietnam this is vietnam all over again bit by bit and piece by piece because they can't seem over eager to get us there they've got to they've got to act like they don't want to they've got to, uh, their personal persona has to be oh no and their public persona has to be oh no we want nothing to do with this we want nothing to do with this we want to stay completely out of this all the while though in everything that they do and every step that they take very quietly and under the radar is moving us closer and closer and millie general millie admitted so yesterday that the potential for significant international conflict is increasing. We do have a new arms race now. It's called hypersonics. And in that moment with Representative Matt Gates that happened yesterday, I'm going to go through all of that and more about Elon Musk and Twitter coming up. 
Hey, this is Sean Rima, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. What do you, what do you mean we're behind in hypersonics? How, how do you? Okay, how do you, who do you, who's ahead in hypersonics? How, how do you? How do you? How do you? How do you make that assessment? I don't know. How, may, I make that assessment one? because is China is fielding hypersonic weapon systems, and we are still developing them. Are I make that assessment because Russia actually uses one. Development of- By the way. Your own people brief us that we are behind and that China is winning. Are, are you aware of the mm-hmm. briefings we get on hypersonics? Mm-hmm. That's the new arms race right there. Hypersonic Sun. Good morning, San Antonio. Trey Ware, 550 KTSA FM 1071. Trey Ware page, KTSA.com, and on Twitter, at Trey Ware Show. On Twitter, at Trey Ware Show. Been locked out of my Facebook account. No, it's not Facebook jail like I violate anything, unless, you know, pictures of me riding my motorcycle violate their terms of... <laughs> no, I'll tell you why they have locked me out. They now want two-party uh authentication for me to be able to get in i got a notice that my account has been shut down and they want either my cell phone number or they want me to buy a little key thing it looks to me what they're showing me looks like a flash drive or to allow like a google for me to turn my information over to google and then google will let me into my facebook account um none of those yes i was watering a tree (laughs) but it was (laughs) thank you chris but only the picture was taken only after the tree had been already watered so um um so anyway i'm not gonna allow google you know i'm not gonna get on my facebook account when google tells me i can get on my facebook account sorry it's not that important to me guys it's just not it's it's the myspace of the world facebook is just it's just not important to me um, I had already been doing less and less there. I, the past two weekends, I have sworn it off completely. So uh, th- this is just God's way of telling me, you know what? You're heading in the right direction by doing less and less uh, social media, which is my plan. Now, I have, and I just tweeted this on my Twitter account, I, I did say that I believe that the Elon Musk involvement, his newest involvement and engagement over at Twitter has the potential of being a very positive thing for freer speech for free your speech so if you want to contact me the best ways to do that would be twitter at trey Ware show at trey Ware show you can email me trey ktsa.com but for those of you who know me well you have my number other than that facebook no i'm not going to give them any more of my personal information it's not going to happen just like you know chris was just whispering in my ear when we were playing that commercial about go get another covid booster it's not going to happen <laughs> it's just not going to happen and these things that they keep demanding that i do like you know now now they want a third party to decide if i can get onto facebook now i've got to give them my phone number they, 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 no nope they don't get my phone number that was an early on thing that they wanted you remember that oh we'll never share it we'll never share your phone number it's only so you can get back on here when you can't get off to who you are and guess what they gave your phone number out to everybody in the world they sold your phone number they marketed your facebook did they marketed your phone number no i'm not interested in that the phone may be the next damn thing to go <laughs> if I keep getting if I keep getting calls and texts <laughs> from people trying to sell me something from India, that might be the next. I may throw that thing over in the corner too and plug a phone in the wall and live my life that way. All right. So uh, yesterday, that what you just heard there was Matt Gates going after the head of the military. Uh, that was Secretary Austin. You had uh, Mark Milley there as well, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I'm going to call China and let them know. You know, I'll keep China abreast of whatever action we're going to take. That that Mark Milley, yeah. 
And at one point, you know, Gates was going after him about uh, their wokeism in the military. And it's not a surprise that there's wokeism in the top of the military. And, folks, you and I have had this discussion many, many times in being here at Military City USA. But there is a separation, and I say this all the time when I'm talking about the military or when I'm talking about the, the apparatus of the FBI, anything like that. There is a separation in my mind between the men and women who are here and are doing the job, going into Randolph right now going into Lackland right now and doing the job, and the people at the Pentagon. And there's a separation in my mind from Quantico and the people out here who are hitting the ground doing investigations when it comes to the FBI. They're not the same. The people out here who are doing the jobs, they got families to take care of. They're working hard to take care of their families, and they're actually helping us, and they're doing a good job. They're doing a great job. I, I, I know tons of, of, of members of the military, and they're dedicated to their jobs and to this nation and to the constitution of this nation. Unfortunately, the leadership is not. The leadership is woke, and that was the point that Matt Gates brought up yesterday. The, the leadership is woke. When the Secretary of the Defense says his number one priority is white supremacy, you know they're woke. And that's exactly what Matt Gates was bringing up yesterday, is that they have gone all woke, and he was giving examples of how woke they were. And the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, said back to him, how dare you, sir? How dare you? You're trashing the good names of all these people out here. You're saying you don't have confidence in all the men and women who serve in our military. Matt Gates said, that's not at all what I'm saying, sir. I don't have confidence in you. I don't have confidence in your leadership. You, you, the leadership, have all gone woke, and you're forcing this wokeness throughout our military. And it's true. We have done the stories over and over again. We've done millions of stories. Okay, that's an exaggeration. We've done a lot of stories about how woke the Pentagon is and forcing that wokeness, whether it is CRT, the 1619 Project, transgenderism, forcing that throughout the ranks of our military. And look what's happening. And I've said it every time. The military is not about making sure that a man can wear a skirt and blue eyeliner. That's not what the military is about. The military is about breaking stuff and killing people and winning wars, baby. That's it. That's your mission. Break stuff, kill people, win wars. Keep it to that. So, and they've gotten away from that. Not the military, not you guys. I'm talking again, the leadership. So that's what Matt Gates said yesterday. But here's something else that was said yesterday that was very interesting. I have been talking about the setup to get us involved further in Ukraine. You've heard me say, maybe, over and over again, that this is our war. We're fighting a war with Russia. We're using Ukraine to fight that war. But the ammunition, the training, and I have been told men on the ground are doing the actual fighting. Now, uh, we just played a soundbite the last half hour. If you were asleep and you're just now waking up and you didn't hear that soundbite, Lloyd Austin said we're having success there because of what they are. The Ukrainians are having success because of us. Because of what we're doing. The Ukrainians are being successful in holding off Russia. And one other thing that Matt Gates pointed out to them is that this leadership here has been wrong on every issue. They were wrong in Afghanistan. They killed innocent civilians. They got 13 of our members killed. They were wrong. They said the the uh, Taliban will take weeks for them to get in there and uh, tear up uh, uh, Kabul and everywhere. Guess what? It took them overnight, right? They, they have been wrong and wrong and wrong because they've been playing political correctness at the upper levels. Got a bunch of people over in Sutherland Springs killed. 
their political correctness and pussyfooting around. Got a bunch of church-going folk over in Sutherland Springs, right here in Texas, killed a few years ago because of political correctness, because of pussyfooting around. Shenanigans at the upper levels, not not you guys, the upper levels. And now we see, the, and Matt Gates brought it up yesterday, we see all these other countries firing off hypersonic missiles, and we're just now getting there, according to our own military. We're just now getting to the point where we're ready to test hypersonics. That's not leading, that's following. And that was the point that Matt Gates was making yesterday. These folks have been focused way too much on wokeism and not enough on breaking things, killing people, winning wars. Breaking things, killing people, winning wars. Breaking things, killing people, winning wars. Stop it with all this wokeism. But I have been talking about how they have been slowly but surely setting us up to get us further and further involved in Ukraine. We're already involved to the tune of almost $20 billion. Almost $20 billion and all the munitions and all of our stuff being used in Ukraine and us teaching the guys how to pull the triggers, much like Vietnam. Please read your history. History repeats itself. Much like Vietnam, we have advisors showing them how to shoot the guns. We're supplying the guns. Then eventually, our guys go pull the triggers. Now, the media has been building this to a fever pitch. They've been doing it imperceptibly, and so has the military-industrial complex, imperceptibly and under the radar screen quietly because their public face they have to look like on the public we don't want anything to do with this we don't want to be in this war we got nothing to do with this war it's not our war we don't want to do this war and dragging us kicking and screaming into the war has got to be their public face when all the time that's where they want to go and sean and i talked about that a couple of weeks ago and he disagreed and that's okay but i i have seen this develop over time that yes this is where they're taking it slowly but surely imperceptibly the public face is one thing we gotta look like we're out of this thing but behind the scenes we're going uh here locally they have been building the fever pitch by having flag waving have you seen the ukrainian flags on the bridges i was riding the motorcycle on ih 35 something i never do but i was going to the racetrack in austin for the race a couple of weeks ago traffic was slow it's on a saturday traffic was slow thought wow okay it must just be saturday traffic in cibolo right because that's where i was no uh -uh, no northbound i-35 guy up on top of that cibolo bridge at 11 what is it uh don 1102 1103 and he's waving the flag the ukrainian flag and everybody's slowing down and waving back at the ukrainian flag on the bridge at cibolo they're building and building and building to a fever pitch to where, just like Nam, they did that in Nam. This is 1960s all over again. We got to go. We got to get involved. We got to make this happen. And so Mark Milley says yesterday, this is from CNN and the Associated Press. Mark Milley says, the top U.S. military officer telling lawmakers that the world is becoming more unstable and the potential for significant international conflict is increasing, not decreasing. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Mark Milley, and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin appeared before the House Armed Services Committee. Milley said that Russia's invasion of Ukraine is the greatest threat to peace and security of Europe and perhaps the world in 42 years serving in the U.S. military. Folks, that is a quote directly from back in the 1960s, taking us into Nam. Mark Milley said... Russia's invasion of Ukraine is the greatest threat to peace and security of Europe and perhaps the world. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is threatening to undermine global peace and stability. 
that my parents and a generation of Americans fought so hard to defend, Millie said. Those are the exact words that were used to get us into Vietnam. The exact words. That our parents were so successful in World War II and brought us a peace through World War II, global peace and stability through World War II, that South Asia and Southeast Asia is now a threat to totally demolish that global peace and stability. We need to go in there. We need to get in there. We have to be a part of this. Only we can get this done. Millie went on to say, we are entering a world that is becoming more unstable and the potential for significant international conflict is increasing, not decreasing. House Armed Services Chairman Adam Smith, a Washington State Democrat, said one of the biggest questions we're going to have in this committee is how do we do more? How can we escalate, huh? How do we do more? How do we escalate this? How do we get more involved in this? Representative Mike Robert Rogers of Alabama, the panel's top Republican, said he would support, listen, the U.S. setting up permanent bases in eastern NATO countries like Poland and the Baltics in order to deter Russia. Milley said he would support establishing such permanent bases. Are you listening to this? This is what came out of this yesterday. Now, I know they don't want to seem eager, and I know their public persona is, we don't want to go in there, we don't want to do this, but listen to everything they're saying. This was all, this is exactly 1960s all over again. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is threatening to undermine global peace and stability that my parents and a generation of Americans fought so hard to defend. How do we escalate this? How do we do more? Well, we set up bases, permanent bases, right there. We set up permanent bases right there. All right, what do you think? 210-599-5555. Again, that's 210-599-5555. A murder case. The victim, Shelton Fersner III, was found shot to death outside the Vista Del Rey apartments the morning of February 21st. Well, at the time, investigators didn't have a lot of clues to work with. Until yesterday, when 40-year-old Laddie Jean Lee showed up at the Leon Valley Police Department. He told the detective that he was there to let them know he had nothing to do with the murder. But when he was told investigators had some DNA evidence from the scene, Lee reportedly told the detective that he was the one that shot Fersner. The story is that he's an Uber driver and was answering a call at the apartment complex the morning of the shooting, and he heard Fersner arguing with another man. Lee claims he was trying to break up the fight when he pulled a gun and shot the 48-year-old Fersner in the chest before driving off. Lee was taken into custody, bond set at a quarter million dollars. January 6th committee chair Benny Thompson says former first daughter Ivanka Trump answered questions from the committee Tuesday. And for roughly eight hours, Ivanka did not meet in person with the panel, but instead testified remotely. Back in January, the committee sent Ivanka a letter that said the panel had evidence that she was in direct contact with her father on January 6th. The January 6th investigators have been intensely interested in Ivanka as the former first daughter is one of the few people with direct knowledge of what former President Trump was thinking and doing during the critical hours of the Capitol attack. Asked by reporters if Ivanka Trump had provided any new information or insights in her testimony, Thompson quipped in reply, good try. I'm Mike Bauer. 
Bear County Sheriff's Office investigating a shooting that wounded a deputy and killed a suspect on the west side. Sheriff Happy R. Salazar says the shootout happened at a home on Demia Drive Tuesday afternoon. I'm told he was wearing a vest at this point, but I don't know if it went through his vest or if it, it went around it. Uh, but I know that the, at least one bullet did, ben, did penetrate into his body. Deputies were there to arrest the 18-year-old for aggravated robbery and a drug charge, but he shot a deputy in the back. Other deputies returned fire, and the suspect was later found shot to death. It's not clear if he shot himself or if the deputy shot him. The wounded deputy is expected to be okay. San Antonio City Council scheduled to vote tomorrow on a $300,000 settlement for a 2018 Sanctuary City lawsuit. In December of 2017, Police Chief William McManus released 12 suspected illegal immigrants found inside a truck on the east side instead of surrendering them to federal immigration officials. Well, the following year... Attorney General Ken Paxton sued the chief and other city officials for violating a state law requiring city and county governments in Texas to cooperate with federal immigration authorities. And Cracker Jack, meet Cracker Jill. Snack Company is introducing a new face to its famous ballpark treat. It's out with the old, in with the new. That's what you get in a box of Cracker Jill, which will be available at baseball parks across the country starting this week to coincide with opening day. Frito-Lay says the addition of Cracker Jills to celebrate women in sports and also announced the $200,000 donation to the Women's Sports Foundation. What do you get when you open the top? Another change, singer Nomani's recorded an updated version of Take Me Out to the Ball Game where she sings Buy Me Some Peanuts and Cracker Jill. No one can stop you if you have the will. I'm Scott Carr. It's 6.03 KTSA Aggie. Of Barack Obama. All of his life. Read his books and read his writings and watch his first two terms all over again, and you see. And so yesterday was just a, hey, I'm in charge, guys. He even called Joe Biden the vice president. Well, I meant to joke. I'm just joking around. <laughs> no, he didn't mean to joke around. He clearly was stating, Joe's the vice president. I'm the president. I'm running the show, baby. Here I am. Remember, in his second term, he talked about getting a third term. He's got his third term. And they're working it. And yesterday was just the coming out party to show everybody, look, I know. You want to abandon ship, the rats want to jump off and go somewhere else. I know, I know, I know, don't, you know. Don't run off the ship. Don't abandon the ship. I'm in charge. Everybody stay cool. Even to the point when it was all over with, they gathered around Barack and totally ignored Joe. If you're anywhere near a computer or your smartphone, Take a look at it. Look at the film on that, the video of that, because they all gathered around Barack, and Joe was turning circles all by himself, just walking around with his hands open like, hey, uh, you guys forgot me, and he's just looking around the building all by himself, the president in the White House. Even the vice president was over, uh, well, whatever she is, she was over there with Barack, and, and so Joe comes over and he puts his arm around Barack like, hey, buddy, buddy, and Barack looks at him like, get away from me. <laughs> I mean, it was... Well, if you had a propensity to feel sorry for Joe, you'd probably feel sorry for Joe. I don't feel sorry for him because Joe has, you know what? He's made this bed. He's got a lie in it. Joe is a liar. He's a plagiarist. Uh, and he's been that way for 50 years in, uh, in politics at the expense of the American people. He's gotten American troops killed abroad. 
Uh, he's gotten local people killed in America. So I, I have no, you know, I, no, I have no compunction to feel sorry for this man. Hey, I'm on Twitter at Trey Ware Show, at Trey Ware Show on Twitter. I'll just explain real quick. Um, I woke up this morning to log on to Facebook, and Facebook said, you can't log on. We've locked your account. Not because of anything I said, because all I put on there is stuff about my motorcycle riding and all of that kind of thing. Um, but no, we've locked your account because we want you to go through several steps to log on from here on out. I said, huh? No. Mm -mm. Nope. No, we, we want you to use a third party like a Google. Google, third party. They can decide whether or not you log on. No, that's not going to happen. Well, then give us your phone number. I said, no, that's not going to happen either. Well, then get this by this key and put this key next to your phone, and that will allow you to log on. No, that's not going to happen either. So to me, I, I was pretty much done with Facebook anyway. It's become MySpace, and I have been doing less and less posting on there. So, no, all right. So that's what God's way of telling me, no. You know, they're not getting any more of my privacy. They got enough of that, right? So I'm not going to give them my phone number. They've been begging me for that for years. I've been getting these requests from Facebook. Hey, what's your phone number? I know, I'm not going to give it to you. That, remember, they're the ones who said, Facebook said, use your phone number to, to get in as a backup, right? And if you use your phone number as a backup, we'll never get rid of your phone number. We'll keep it safe forevermore. And then they turn around and sold it to marketers. So they go to hell. You know, I'm not interested in, in giving up, willingly giving up. Now, they, it, it's not like they don't already have, you know, tons of information on me. And especially being a public person, I, you know, I'm sure the guys over there at the CIA and National, whatever they are, and this and that, they've already looked at me, you know, 47 ways a Sunday, whatever they call it. But it, it doesn't matter. I, I'm not going to willingly walk this path of giving up everything of who I am. I had not been doing much on Twitter because of then banning Donald Trump and all these other conservatives. I'd stayed away from it. But I am willing for a short period of time to jump back in there. I've had an account since Twitter began, at Trey Ware Show. And for a limited time, I'm going to back in there, jump back in there on a limited basis because I want to see what Elon Musk does. He is a, he is a disruptor. And although I do not agree with all of his politics, I do know that he is a disruptor. Like, they're already testing an edit button. I mean, one day, he's been on the board one day, and they're already testing an edit button. And he has been saying for a long time that Twitter ought to have more free speech, not less. So I'm willing to give him a shot and see what he does with it. And if he doesn't follow through, I don't know. I can't predict how it's going to play out. But if he doesn't follow through, then I'll quit Twitter again or just quit it altogether, quit everything. But as of right now, at Trey Ware Show on Twitter is where you can uh, follow me. Now, I did mention to you that... When he bought into Twitter, that he is now becoming the threat to the Democrat narrative, the lunatic left narrative. You remember all that stuff we talked about yesterday? Their narrative is, you know, America's a racist country and America's so awful. And January 6th was an overthrow of the government. And all these things that they've got their narrative from the lunatic left going on. And they can't have reasonable people out there speaking in the public square because reasonable people are the vast majority of Americans, right? And even when it comes to transgenderism and gay lobby, that's a small portion 
of the population. The vast majority of the population are reasonable thinkers, reasonable folks, reasonable people, not the lunatics. But the lunatics are in charge now, and the lunatics have banned reasonable thinkers and talkers from places like Twitter and everywhere else, and they control the content. It's content control. And what they're scared of is somebody coming along and lifting those controls off of the content, which is something Elon has talked about in the past. We need to be open and free and have a free exchange of ideas and that's what led him to buying twitter or buying into twitter anyway could could lead him to buying the whole darn thing but he had said and and people were saying you know start your own and i said no don't start your own just buy twitter buy the whole darn thing and so he bought enough to where he's got a lot of control and yesterday they put him on the board and they already came up with an edit button now they're doing changes so i'm i'm going to give her a shot and we'll see what happens you know if they screw around i'm going to jump off again i don't need it I don't have to have it. So, at Trey Ware Show, uh, those of you who know me, you know how to reach me. Uh, yeah, I'm always available uh, on email, Trey at KTSA or Trey at TreyWare.com. Uh, so, anyway, you know, I, I'm available at those sites, but I don't have to have Facebook. I don't have to have it. And so, I won't, because I'm not going to give them what they're asking for. Um, so, with Elon doing this, he is now the biggest threat to the lunatic left's messaging he is their biggest threat. And I told you yesterday that they are going to take in after him. What did I tell you yesterday? That they are going, and, and, and Drudge already had the link up yesterday. He trolls sex clubs with a mask on. Elon is out there in sex clubs with a mask on. Well, Drudge has a whole lot of room to talk on that one, huh? <laughs> the, most of the upper echelon in our uh, entertainment industry and in our politics... Uh, that's Kel Black calling. <laughs> that's right. Uh huh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, they they took in after Elon yesterday. I told them they were gonna. I told you that they were gonna dig up all kinds of stuff, whatever they could find, and they're just gonna start trashing him. And they they went after him yesterday. So I'm gonna explain that after the uh, break coming right up and what they are doing now, what they said about Elon yesterday. But again, uh, on Twitter at Trey Ware Show, if you want to join me over there at Trey Ware Show. I don't know how active I'm gonna be. I don't have any idea how much of it I'm gonna do, but uh, that's where I am. I, I I have already been reading it just. To to stay up to date with what's going on, and we'll see what happens. All right. I'll tell you about Pecos, Pecos Fence Company. Their phone number is 210 655 5656. 210 655 5656. You know you need a new fence. <laughs> You've been looking at it for quite some time, right? You can't ignore it anymore. So don't ignore it anymore. Uh, contact our friends over at Pecos Fence Company. Now, there's uh, several ways to skin a cat on this one. The first way is to just call them and say, put up a fence. You know, this is where I need it, and this is what I need, and they'll do the whole job for you with the material and the labor, the guarantees, the warranties, and everything else. Or uh, you can buy the materials from them and do the job yourself and save a whole lot of money. They're going to sell you the materials a whole lot less expensive than any of the big box stores are going to do. They're going to save you money right out the gate at Pecos Fence Company. And their years and years and years of experience is really a difference maker. They're not in and out of the business, you know. This is not a brand new startup. These guys have been around doing this for a long, long time, many, many decades. So get your free estimate from Pecos Fence Company and let them handle that for you at 210-655-5656. That is Pecos Fence Company ready to do a 
good job for you. Your KTSA AccuWeather forecast for the remainder of Fiesta Week. Plenty of sunshine again today, just like yesterday was. Windy and cooler, lowering humidity with a high of 81 today. Tonight's going to be clear and cooler. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine. Very pleasant. Breezy in the afternoon with a high of 81. And Friday, for the Battle Flowers Parade, it starts off chilly in the morning. So be aware of that. You're going to need a jacket if you're going to the parade route for Friday morning. But then it's going to warm up to 82. And Saturday looks blindster.com. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The thinking is that the general population might need a booster shot come fall, and that might be a vaccine that they try to tailor to whatever the dominant strain of the virus might be at the time. Oh, uh-huh. Mm-mm. That's all right. <laughs> Have at it if you want. Okay, it's uh, 621 Trey Ware, KTSA. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I told you that day where the the lunatics on the left were going to go in after Elon Musk because they're scared spitless. They have no idea what this guy is about to do. Nobody knows. He's a disruptor. Truth of the matter is, maybe he don't even know. <laughs> you know, he wakes up in the morning, his ro- thoughts just start rolling inside. He's got a brain that none of us could 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 last thirty seconds in. Because it just operates so quick that we would melt. We would melt if we were in his brain. So I don't even know if he knows where this is headed. I think he's got a general idea because he has said so on Twitter. And I'm on Twitter, at Trey Ware Show, at Trey Ware Show on Twitter. And I'm going to give it a shot again. I, you know, I've stayed there and have maintained my account. But I haven't been doing much because I thought that they really were treating conservatives shoddily, shabbily, and really bad. But so did Facebook, and a lot of you stayed on Facebook after they took in and after Donald Trump. And YouTube, same thing. A lot of you stayed on YouTube, and they won't even let Donald Trump say good morning on YouTube. They just took another video video of Donald Trump down. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's everywhere. Facebook is not going to get more of my info. It's just not. I'm not going to get my phone number. I'm not going to get their stupid little key. I'm not going to log into Google and let Google log me into Facebook. These are the things that they told me this morning when I woke up that I needed to do, and I'm not going to do it. So they can, yeah. yeah. You won't see updates on my Facebook page for me. And if I can find a way to get in there, I'll just take the whole damn thing down. So we'll see. Uh, m- meanwhile, uh, here's what progressives said yesterday. I told you they were going to take in after Elon call him every name in the book, and try to destroy him as much as they can. No good will come of this. No good will come of this. Hoping that entrepreneurs are dreaming up new alternatives to Twitter and Facebook. That's New Agenda, the president of New Agenda, Amy Siskin, saying that yesterday. Bloomberg opinion columnist and MSNB puke, as Sean calls him, political analyst Tim O'Brien, said free speech advocates should be worried. Musk fashions himself a free speech purist, but bullies critics. Okay, the only way he bullies critics is when they're harping at him, and he says, okay, Karen. (laughs) Ooh, boy, that's bad bullying. Or, like the Washington Post took in after him yesterday, because the Washington Post works for the lunatic left. They're the mouthpiece for the lunatic left. And they took in after him yesterday, and he said... He said, it's always good to get a laugh. Or Let's see, the Washington Post is always good for a laugh. <laughs> Sawyer Hackett. Now, that's bullying. Sawyer Hackett, podcast host and advisor to Julian Castro, one of the Castro brothers. 
the Kami Castro brothers, the communists from San Antonio. Oh, this is horrible. MSNBC's Joy Reid asked her followers how many of them would remain on Twitter if they bring Trump, his white nationalist friends, QAnon, and the anti-vaxxers back. Well, BLM's on there. The Taliban is on there. <laughs> ISIS is on there. <laughs> Iran is on there. And they're all terrorists there, Joy Baby. Joy Baby. Oh, they're more than terrorists. They kill people. They kill Americans. They, You see the guys walking around in San Antonio without legs and arms? They blew a lot of those legs and arms off. So, yeah. Donald Trump never did. The View, boy. They're always, you can depend on them. The View went in after Tesla. And, folks, this is this is not just... The girls had a little chat fest about this. This was an attack on Tesla trying to lower their stock price, attacking Elon by trying to lower his stock price and going after his wealth. Good luck, Huns, sweeties, baby dolls. Good luck. So let's see here. Whoopi and Sonny Hostin said that Tesla vehicles don't have a button the driver can push in case of an emergency. We need assistance, and they don't. And it doesn't come with a spare tire. The Tesla doesn't come with a spare tire either. They did this yesterday after Elon was announced to the board. They they want you to email them for help. Whoopi said in an audience lab. Joy Behar said, "What what are drivers supposed to do? I mean, if you have a problem, what are you supposed to do? It seems like a crazy problem," said Whoopi. But the truth of the matter is, had this happened to me on top of a road on a mountain, you know, because Whoopi often drives on top of secluded mountains, right? Whoopi's off, often out in the middle of the Sahara Desert in her Tesla. <laughs> you see the nonsense? She said, I'd be very frightened if I was driving up on the top of a mountain all by myself. Didn't have a button I could push in my car. Get a gun, whoop. <laughs> Get a gun. <laughs> Second Amendment. Get a gun, babe. She then said, Elon is, she's frustrated. She said, Elon is the biggest Twitter holder now, and you bought a piece of Twitter, why don't you take some of that money and create some roadside assistance, okay, Elon? Then Joy Behar, she said there are a lot of problems when it comes to Tesla bills, just a, a lot of them, man. Tesla's a terrible vehicle. She said, well, 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 as an example, as an example, there's no way to plug in your car in the middle of a snowstorm. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> Well, first of all, babe, you're pointing out all of the faults in your own agenda. This is the exact same thing I've been saying for a long time. You can't be totally reliant on an electric vehicle because, hey, what you going to do when the power's out? What you going to plug it into? Huh? What you going to do when Russia turns off the power? What you going to plug it into, huh, babe? But anyway, I digress. You know, their hair was on fire yesterday. They were just making crap up to get after Elon. Hostin said that her husband recently experienced a flat tire with his Tesla, and, 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 and there, were, there was no number for him to call. But then when he found the number, it was five hours for him to get help. Okay, you're not married to a husband. You're married to a wuss. <laughs> if that boy can't get out there and jack that car up, put a new tire on that car... <laughs> or if he don't have a friend that he could call and say, hey, bud, can you come over here and help me get this tire on? You're not married to a man. You're married. Oh, it, what? Sonny's married to a girl? 
Oh, come on. That's not true. Tesla, you need to fix this. It's a dangerous situation, said Whoopi. And then Hostin, in a moment of saying the quiet stuff, she said, they're telling me my ear that the reason we need to keep this up is because Elon put all his dollars and became a board member of Twitter, so keep it up. Bloomberg then wrote an op-ed that showed up in the Washington Post saying that this is bad news for free speech, that Elon is now over at Twitter, that he wants to bring Twitter to heel. H-E-E-L, heel, heel boy. Well, it's not a bad idea. Knock it around a little bit. Make it heel. And then Musk, of course, that's when he quipped. No, I'm sorry. That's when he bullied the Washington Post by saying WAPO is always good for a laugh. I love it. I absolutely love it. Tucker Carlson, Charlie Kirk, Babylon B, Donald Trump need to be put back on there. Anybody who wants to be on there should be on there. And if you, they've got the Taliban on there, they've got ISIS on there, they've got Iran on there, they've got killers on there, and they're banning uh, conservatives and reasonable people because if reasonable people have access, then the left's narrative falls apart. So hopefully that's what Elon is going to do. He's going to open it back up to reasonable people and let them join the conversation. At Trey Ware Show on Twitter is where you can find me, at Trey Ware Show on Twitter. Okay, well, uh, April is the month to review your estate plan. Uh, what kind of situation is it in right now? Are you ready? I mean, life is uncertain. Anything can happen at any time. Matt Spawn at SpawnLawFirm.com. That SpawnLawFirm.com is here to review your current situation, even if he's the one who put it together years ago. Life changes. The laws change things change so you want to make sure that during the month of april you update your plan you review your plan with matt spawn spawnlawfirm.com cpas financial planners and other professionals uh really do recommend matt spawn like i do why because they know he's the highest quality individual when it comes to estate planning and the smartest estate planning attorney anywhere and he truly is you spell his name s-p-a-h-n here during the month of april make sure that you update your plan you review your plan with matt spawn at spawnlawsa.com hey this is scott robbins and you're listening to news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 stay connected thank you vice president biden vice president <laughs> Well, no, he said he was joking, and that, that would have all been planned out. No, he wasn't joking. He, his wife, Valerie Jarrett, and Susan Rice are running the country. And what you saw yesterday, if you saw that, what you saw was the President of the United States in the White House, and they are losing. They are losing their polls. In, in the polling, they're losing Democrats, and they're losing independents. So they had to have a moment for pictures. Uh, Barack Obama standing behind the podium. Hey, look, guys, everything's good. It's all cool, baby. I'm here. Here I am. And here's your vice president, and here's your other vice president. we got two vice presidents right here, and I'm the man. It's exactly what he was trying to communicate to uh, Democrats and to, uh, to independents. And then when it was all over with, they all went over, and they were all butt-kissing on Barack, right? And Joe's standing there, turning in a circle all by himself. It's like, somebody say something to me. Where am I? I don't know. I, I was... Uh, Let's go to John Hayward from Breitbart.com, the author of Dr. Zero, Year One. Have you ever seen more, anything more pathetic in your life, John? Anything? 
it really was a bizarre spectacle, and the White House staff really just, you know, made Biden look terrible. None of them were willing to stand by the boss. Nobody was willing to make him look like anybody gave a damn about him. They all just flocked to Obama like a rock star. And I think that's interesting because right as this is happening, you have all the Democrats in Congress complaining that health care stinks. I mean, Obamacare is an unholy disaster. Everybody knows it. Nobody's allowed to talk about it, except they are. They're complaining everybody's uninsured. Costs are skyrocketing. Why is anybody giving Barack Obama heroes welcome? They they should be yelling at him. You know, look what you did to health care. How could you have done this to us? But instead, you know, they just paper over all the lies and all the distortions of the Obama years. And I think you're right. You know, looking at the wreckage of America outside the window right now, it's kind of hard not to notice. It looks a lot like Barack Obama's fundamental transformation agenda. Is yes. And his third and his third term, which you and I have talked about for a long time, um, are they getting close and and let me just lay this out for a second just to get inside your brain for a sec um are they getting close to close to jettisoning joe biden i I have said for a long time that he's not going to be the long horse in this game that they're going to eventually tell him to go away now gutfeld brought up on his show the other day that maybe they're going to tell him to go away and get allow him in exchange for his going away allow him to pardon hunter biden and that would be his uh, you know uh parting moment and that they would put somebody in there i don't know so much about that but the, the reason i have for you know ever since he became president been saying this first of all he doesn't have the stamina the ability or the brain to be able to do this job uh he is uh taking knees and i mean he just looks absolutely pathetic on the world stage and you have the reemergence now of people like hillary and the only reason for hillary to be stepping up like she has been in the past four or five months is to uh, she's pitching for a job that's all she's doing she's telling the the people who run the party hey i'm still here and i can do this get rid of this guy and find a way to get me in somehow so is that do you think that is a plan that they're working on jettisoning joe and bringing somebody else in well, they talked about jettisoning him back when he was the vice president. They thought he was a dead weight and an anchor on the Obama administration during the election campaign. And even back then, with just the vice presidency, all the political sages said it's really hard to do that. It's really hard to get rid of a vice president and not have enormous damage to the party because it looks like an admission of failure. It, it scares people away from your party when you do that. Now, you do that to the actual president, and that's that times 10. You know, that, that's just going to scare people away from the party and make them look like a disaster. So I don't think they can really just ask him to step aside. Now, he could say health reasons and so on, and that could be the excuse that's given. But right. I also don't think he, he doesn't really need to make a deal to pardon Hunter Biden. He can do that on his own, and he will. The noose is really tightening on Hunter Biden. It's tightening on Joe Biden. We have witnesses in these trials, uh, these investigations, now starting to talk directly about Joe Biden being involved. He's the big guy that got 10% of that infamous deal in the in the uh, email that Hunter Biden got. So, I mean, this is all really starting to close in, and it's going to get shut down. There's no way that it's ever going to be allowed to hurt Joe Biden. So, yeah, he's going to pardon Hunter, and nobody can stop him. He doesn't have to make a deal to do it. Yeah, that's true. So can they roll into the midterms, though, with the border wide open and millions of people streaming across the border with nowhere to go, no way to sur- survive, and the American taxpayer having to carry that, which exactly the the plan, that's what they're doing right now, completely opening the border. When Title 42 goes away, millions are going to come to the United States. So can they go in the midterms with that? Can they go in the midterms without any food on the shelves and what's there costs a ton of money? And yesterday I paid 443 for a gallon of gas. Can they go in the midterms for that? with that? Well, 
my position and, and warning since the Afghanistan debacle is that they're just going to double down on the crazy. They're not going to change. The Democrats know they can't change what's coming. They're going to get walloped in the midterm. Some of them are goners and they know it. But the way they think is that this is the opportunity to use these last few months of absolute power to do things that will fundamentally change America, that will change you, the electorate. You're going to take them down, but they're going to take you down. And if you're in the American middle class, they, they're coming after you. You've noticed it already. They're, they're ripping into you with every weapon in their arsenal and they're going to double down on that and why not sure open the borders swing in all the illegals and that changes the electorate for 2024 that means it won't be the same america that goes to the polls in 2024 and that's their best chance of winning so i mean that's not how they think they're not going to moderate in some last ditch effort to try to win the voters back they're going to double down on everything they're doing and make these midterm losses worthwhile just like obamacare they got creamed over obamacare but they got their stupid idiotic disastrous health care plan in place and seized control of a chunk of the economy and they had to spend uh, you know 10 years in the political wilderness after they did that it was a fair trade it was a good deal for them not for us but for the so the right yeah uh, the gig is up in in november then for the house and the senate uh, does Joe make it, and does he run for a second term? What happens then? If he doesn't, it's going to be health reasons. It's not going to be where he says, gee, I'm, I'm just a horrible failure and I mentally can't do this. It'll never be anything that could be interpreted that way in, in any way. It'll be because his health deteriorates or he actually has a health crisis or something. And if he doesn't run, then it's going to be interesting. I think you're right. Hillary wants to be in the mix. On the other side, Trump wants to run again. You know, who knows what this is, scrum's going to look like in 24. It's going to be interesting. But the midterms do have a way uh-huh. of releasing a lot of pressure. I mean, if there's a landslide in the midterms and the Republican is blow the Democrats out, it does reshuffle things and it resets the board for what's to come next. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the party that gets clobbered in 22 is going to get clobbered in 24. There's a lot of road between the midterms and the, and the final election. And sometimes the, the pent-up frustrations of the voters feel like they're exhausted in the midterms and they're not as energetic in the, in the general the next time around. Any chance that the Republicans do not run the tables in the midterms? Oh, there's always a chance things happen. There's always a possibility. Individual races can swing this way and that based on what a candidate does or says or on events that are local. I I don't think there's much of a chance that the trajectory is going to change. It's going to be a good election for Republicans and a bad one for Democrats. But there could be some seats moving around at the margins for largely local and individual issues. Does war affect it? Uh, does uh, more specifically, after Milley spoke yesterday and said what he had to say about global destabilization, they've been slow walking us uh, and and building the pressure for us to increase our involvement over there. It, it's amazing the parallel between this and Vietnam when you listen to Milley and Austin testify yesterday and what they've talked about being involved uh, in Ukraine. Does that uh, change anything for the midterms if we insert ourselves in the middle of that in a, in a larger? way? I think it feeds into the the sense people have that everything's going wrong, that everything's a disaster, that everything's worse than it was when Donald Trump was the president, and that's part of it. Usually elections don't swing on foreign policy issues, even things like the war in Ukraine. They're factors. You know, they play into it, but they're usually not decisive. And I think it's going to factor into that feeling that we were a better country before Joe Biden got here. Everything is worse because of him. And you can look at the foreign policy situation. You remember you were told Biden was an old pro. He has a million years of foreign policy experience. The adults are back in charge, all those boasts that they made. And what is it? It's a disaster. The world in flames after Joe Biden's been in office for one year. So, I mean, I think people are, are going to factor that into their overall sense that everything is wrong and everything needs to change. 
All right, very good. John Hayward, Breitbart.com, the author of Dr. Zero Year One, and he's here every Wednesday at this time to talk about what's going on in the world. John, thanks, man. We'll talk next week. Appreciate your time, as always. I want to tell you about our friends over at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. And, boy, was it hot yesterday. <laughs> I, I, you know, our thermometer was 97. I know officially it was 96 or 95, something like that, but our thermometer was 97 degrees. So here we are in April, and we're already burning up. Have you had Quarter Moon take a look at your AC? Well, they can do it. They can do it quickly, and they can do it professionally and they will make sure that your ac is ready for whatever the hot texas summer is going to toss its way you're going to be cool and refreshed inside your home when quarter moon takes care of your ac system and your plumbing that's right you can call them in the middle of the night if you got a plumbing problem they get a good clean truck out here with everything that you need to take care of the plumbing issue as well you see a quarter moon they're your service company to do all this for your home to make sure that you're in good shape so don't go into the hot texas summer without having them take a look at your ac system clean it all out clean the coils out make sure the compressor's working great make sure all the hoses and lines and ducts are connected and hooked up as well they do it all at quarter moon plumbing heat and ac at 210 650 roofing newsmaker hotline why is anybody giving barack obama heroes welcome they, they should be yelling at him you know look what you did to health care how could you have done this to us but instead you know they just paper over all the lies and all the distortions of the obama years and i think you're right you know looking at the wreckage of america outside in the window right now it's kind of hard not to notice it looks a lot like Barack Obama's fundamental transformation agenda. That's uh, John Hayward, who joins me every Wednesday at this time. Smoking in a boy's room. Something I never did, by the way. I, I really, I, yeah, I never did that. That was a big record back in the 70s. And we used to walk into the boys' room over there at Skateland East, northeast side of town, because that's where everybody went. That was a, that was our parents' babysitter, that in Windsor Park Mall. Walk in there, in that bathroom, and all the boys in there, you know. 12, 11, 10 years old, smoking away. And <laughs> at Brownsville Station did the original back in the 70s. And and then, of course, those guys followed it up. Okay, I'm on Twitter, at Trey Ware Show. If you want to follow me at Twitter, at Trey Ware Show. I've been locked out of my Facebook account, not political, because I only put pictures of my motorcycle and me and whatever up there. And so, uh, But they want to do a third-party authentication. And, uh, which means they want Google to let me in. I gotta go through Google to get in is what they told me this morning. Or I gotta get in my phone number. Or I gotta buy a key that I hold next to my phone and that'll let me into my Facebook account. And that's both the app on the phone and my PC. So I've decided I'm not going to do that. Now, I don't know if that's going to change. I have no idea if they're going to let me in, but I'm not going to give them any more information. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give them my phone number. I'm not going to go through this process with this key. I'm not going to rely on Google to let me in. Uh, so that's my position on that. But if they change, if they have another way for me to get in that doesn't require me giving them any more than I've already given them to do any more concerning my privacy and, and all that, then fine. You know, I, I, I'm not opposed to it. You know, it's become my space. You know, it's become a little bit of a waste of time. And I was out of Twitter for the longest time. I mean, I've always had the account, but I didn't do much with it because I didn't like what they were doing to conservatives like Donald Trump and others. But now that Elon is there, I'm willing to give them a little bit of a shot. And they screw that deal up, I'll get away from them too. So that's just, you know, I'm free flowing on all this stuff. I'm not hard and fast on any of it. All right. Warren Rima coming up next, KTSA.